previously on My Best Friend's Journal. I get home to uh-huh. a unexpected package from my dear and now favorite friend, Gabriella and her husband, Fuck Andy. you. Sorry, you'll understand. Um, <laughs> it was a bidet. That evening, I got to hang out with my mom and dad and sister and brother-in-law and nieces and nephews. So it was, uh, it was a fun kind of family affair. I don't really have anything to report other than it went really well. The second I pet this lady, she turns around and shoves her asshole in my face every fucking time. And I listen, I get it. I know cats do this. I have a deceased great aunt who was a little off her rocker. So my mom called Fergus Tiacon. LOL, did I poop my pants? You know when you do. <laughs> it's unmistakable if you poop your pants. I've never had the pleasure. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hey, Cam. Hi, Mikey. Welcome to my best friend's journal. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm better than good, actually. I am half-vaxxed and feeling fine, baby. Sounds like a good album title. Half-vaxxed and feeling fine? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe for like a 90s girl group. Anyway, um, (laughs) that is excellent. I'm also half-vaxxed. I know. We're Moderna sisters. Moderna queens, yes. Thoroughly Moderna Millie. (laughs) (laughs) Thoroughly Moderna Willie? I don't know. We'll work on it. Um, (laughs) Okay, great. Did you have any side effects from yours? No, I'm feeling... Well, I can't say no, but I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I had a sore arm for a few days. Definitely the sorest my arm has ever been after a shot. That one uh, felt like I, you know, got fully fucking slugged in the arm. Hmm. Um, But other than that, I was just kind of tired for maybe 24 hours. A little less um, pep in my step than usual, but um, nothing terrible. How about you? Pretty much the same. I was just a little lethargic, but not bad at all. My arm wasn't even sore. It was just swollen. But honestly, it was swollen in exactly the right spot, like right on the shoulder where like the line needs to be that I was like, oh, my God, my shoulder looks great. Uh, Hey, Mr. Schwarzenegger. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just beating off in the mirror to that one little muscle. Um, Did you ask him specifically to like, you know, could you you throw that in my delt and look into looking to be swole for a week? No, but that's a good idea next time. See if I can get six more of those bad boys in my abs. (laughs) (laughs) Why are your why are your abs so red and puffy? <laughs> I don't know. But I, also, why are you dead from an overdose of vaccine? Right at that rate, I might as well just go like get six bees and shove them in my abs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is an insane line of conversation to go down. Happily half vaxxed and excited to gain some immunity. Um, yeah, for sure. Will your life be changing at all now that you've got that sweet sweet antibody flowing through you? I mean, my life will be changing very soon once I get my second shot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the way I understand these vaccines is that that you know the longer you have it the more immunity uh builds up and the more antibodies you have and so um just kind of walking through the world with a little bit more freedom i'm not really changing my behavior but like i'm just realizing how 
fucking stressed I was to step outside my door every time for this last year, you know, doing things like pumping gas and just like in regular day-to-day things where I was encountering people. Bathhouses, yes. Yes, bathhouses. and parks, all this stuff. Yes, yes, bukkake orgies. I can now do that still wearing a mask, <laughs> but feeling better about it. Honestly, there's a lot of places I want to still wear a mask for the rest of my life, and bukkake orgies is probably one of them. <laughs> oh lord um what about you do you have big plans for your new immune self um not really weibo's been begging me to come visit and now i've been telling her soon 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 as soon as we all get vaccinated and now there's actually dates uh on the books that we can do that so at least i can have an easier conversation with her that is so fun um (laughs) speaking of family i really dodged a bullet you know how a couple weeks ago i went back to indy um saw my family while i was there everyone was super healthy um a week later i got a call that my entire family had COVID. Um, they got it from their church. Pretty sure their church was a super spreading uh, location. Uh, they wear masks at church, but my mom told me while I was there that um, their building just isn't big enough and people want to come worship. So there's really no room to distance. Like, well, this is this is how this works. Um, so half the people at the church, I think my mom said like someone in like 17 families got it. And I was, I think they were exposed like the day after I left, I left actually the night that I left, I left on a Wednesday morning and they all went to church Wednesday night and got COVID. So fucking dodged a bullet. (laughs) I'm sorry for them. I'm sure they had no intention of getting it. Um, but it's quite topical because last night, just before midnight, uh, the Supreme court ruled with the three appointees uh passing the ruling that church gatherings in private homes are immune to any restrictions based on covid so basically just reaffirming that uh religion comes before health and public safety on our country's priority list well i gotta tell you like indiana where they are i like i'm pretty sure churches have been able to be at whatever capacity they want to for a very long time and um they just lifted the mask mandate this last week so there's really uh i mean they weren't even you know breaking the law they were just doing something in my opinion very fucking stupid well i expect that out of indiana home of mike pence but this decision was based on a california case and they've been doing a pretty decent job at handling the pandemic so it just just really annoys me that the efforts of millions of people doing their part to and this can be erased because because our Supreme Court is stacked with conservative assholes who don't believe in science. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's not the energy I want to start this with. We're half-faxed, uh, yay. Last week we got sports in the intro. This week we got church. Please tell me you did something gay. Um, well, I don't mean to disappoint you, but I think, my friend, for the first time, I have got a butchest moment of the week. Uh, all right, fine. What butch thing did you do? Full on plumbing, like turned off water valves, rerouted water to and from my toilet. I was very proud of myself. From. Well, yes, and I'll explain um, by jumping headfirst into a more comfortable zone, which is my gayest moment of the week. Gay, 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 gay. The reason I was doing plumbing was to install my bidet that I got many, many moons ago that has. I haven't. I hadn't been able to get the fucking toilet seat off. It was a real, a real travesty. We figured that. How did you out. finally figure that out? Um, I did a lot of research online. We bought a couple books, and uh, mm-hmm, we got there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Was it that, or was it just one quick, very easy FaceTime with your friend Cam? Uh, I, you just so can't remember. I installed my bidet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Fine. Okay. It wasn't. Give, but you know what? I. Uh, hmm. 
Yes, thank you for your help, Cam. Over but I did all credit. of the, the fucking, I had tools and shit. I was dealing with, I was proud of my work, okay? You just, you helped me get off the toilet seat, but I did all of the re-plumbing shit. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm very proud of you for all your hard plumbing work. Anyway, it was so well worth it because after my butchest moment, I swiftly moved to my gayest moment and had the ride of my life on my new bidet. <laughs> that's not what it's for please tell me what you mean because i'm imagining like that. in a cartoon when someone like uh like jimmy's open a, a fire hydrant and then it's just like you know riding the, the, <laughs> the, the guys yeah yes was yeah, that you that was pretty much it that's exactly it um i i had to test the waters and see oh literally um <laughs> He's just really, really proud of himself for that one. And uh, see how strong it was? There's five settings, and I couldn't get past two. This baby is strong. Like, Is the goal to get uh, past two? Yeah, you want to work? That's what bidets are for, the training. <laughs> for sandblasting your b-hole. I couldn't get past two. I love that. Episode title. <laughs> hey, that happened quick. <laughs> anyway, it's been sitting in the corner for a forever and i'm so happy to have it installed um all grossness aside it is delightful it is a very useful thing and everyone needs a bidet it is way more sanitary way easier and just more effective than toilet paper so i have a couple questions about this because i've never used a bidet as my main like wiping device i think i've used one a couple times like in a hotel as just um you know novelty um but does it get you off yes it does (laughs) yes does it get you off does it get you completely clean every time? Like, do you have to, like, do you have to, like, double check? Because sometimes you have to, like, you know, you'll have a poop where you have to wipe a whole bunch. Um, So far, it's fully clean every time. Okay, that's amazing. And then just, like, a gentle pat dry, and then you're off and off to your... Off to the races. Okay. <laughs> I did see, Um, I know yours isn't a Tushy brand, but I saw that Tushy uh, was, like, they're selling, like, towels, like, like little hand towels mm. to keep on the back of your toilet to, I guess, to eliminate toilet paper completely. I think I would prefer just to still use a square or two of toilet paper as opposed to having to like, because it's water, but it's not soap and water. So there's still, it's not like completely sanitary. Just be putting like hand towels on your b-hole. Yeah. Pros and cons of both. On the one hand, I do not want a towel that is just uh, specifically (laughs) designated for my asshole. That just feels gross. Uh Um, But on the (laughs) other, toilet paper is so thin that like you have to be pretty careful. You don't want it like little bits of dry toilet paper on you you got to make sure you're um you know there's only the slightest amount of moisture you're wicking away (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah a a dab not a wipe because you know you never you never want toilet paper dingleberries although i prefer them to dingleberry dingleberries (laughs) (laughs) we want to tell us about diddy's dingleberries Uh, sure in adventures in cat sitting yesterday i wake up to i mean nothing unusual diddy's asshole in my face well no first she gives me like a paw a very cute little paw and a nuzzle first i'm like oh hello and i'll give her a scratch and instantly she turns around and when she did and put her asshole in my face there was several um pretty vile dingleberries hanging from her her little flanks and i was like oh no and i pushed her off my bed and I like this is a long-haired cat. Yes, she can't help it. I sprung out of bed, grabbed her little like hair comb, and was chasing her around the apartment. She would. She was like, Meh! like I. <laughs> I finally got her, um, and it wasn't wasn't a pleasant sight. Me scraping those dingleberries off her, but I couldn't have her just like just dragging her ass around the apartment. I had to get them, especially when she's gonna constantly put it in my face. Anyway, in my head, you just held her over your new bidet, <laughs> cranked her up to five. <laughs> Cranked her up to five. Cat stuck to the ceiling. 
I'm sorry oh. that you had dingleberries in your face. That's so... I, you know what? I, I'm sorry, too. Okay, so <laughs> that's plenty of gay moments from me. Did you have a gay moment yourself? I did. In fact, I managed to be a bit of a stereotypical gay, um, and I got very excited to go plant shopping this week. Now, let me just preface this by saying, I don't know what it is about gays and plants. Do you? I don't know, but I do know there is there is this association. I know at least like four different podcasts that are about gays with plants. Yeah, there's a... I don't think it's specifically a gay thing. I I would say mostly the people in my life that I know that are obsessed with plants are gay men and straight women. Although now that I'm thinking critically about it, I do know a few straight guys that love having plants. I think maybe it's just some like a like a sensitive soul type of thing, you know, someone that likes to like care for other to, creatures. You got to care enough to give it to give it water when it's never going to ask you, you know. Mm-hmm. And and appreciate what they do in a house, you know, to to like liven up a space and add a layer of design and and freshness to to any area. Anyway, I've really been craving some house plants around here since we've been you know renovating over the past six months. We finally got to a place where the house isn't always torn up, and I just really wanted some. So two days in a row, I went plant shopping. One with Peter uh, before he had to work the other day, and then the next day, I met two of my best uh, gay Colorado Judies out. And we had just a really fun kind of impromptu day where we went plant shopping, like two different nurseries. We went to the gym together. We stopped at a patio and got beers. It was just like the most normal day ever. They're vaccinated. And as I said before, I'm on my way. It just felt like very normal and kind of just... I guess impromptu is the word. I don't do spontaneous things anymore. I feel like life takes so much planning these days. And it was a whole day of just doing things that I enjoyed. And most of it was pretty spontaneous. And it felt delightful and gay. And we were just like three gay gal pals, you know, having beers on a patio and talking about dicks. So it was uh, it was really nice. There we go. That last part really, really tightened the deal. Um, also, I saw the plants you bought and they are gorgeous, but it's not in my opinion, just the plants, but the vessels in which they've been planted, that makes this a gay moment for you. Are you talking about my faces? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about your luscious ladies with their gorgeous wigs. <laughs> I have, I do have one woman who has a beautiful wig with a side pony. I have um, one I woman. This... What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. That begs some explanation. So, um, when I was driving through Kansas City last week, or not last week, two weeks ago now, um, I stopped at this cute little vintage store and she had all, the woman that owned the store had all this adorable pottery and one of them, now I've seen it in like three different stores. I thought it was unique to her store, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It was this very cute pot that has a woman's face, just like very cute, like, like closed eyes and red lips drawn on it. So when you plant something, the plant becomes her hair. And I got I like this really lush pothos that's kind of asymmetrical. And so <laughs> she like has just like a, a delightful side pony kind of cascading down the side of the pot. Um, and then I got another one, which is sitting in my office right next to me. And it's like someone it's shaped like the bottom of a head, but someone cut it off at an angle, like right below the nose, between the nose and the mouth. And so there's just a really cute little stone mouth. Um, and so I put a, another big poofy plant on there and it does, it's like a half a face with a wig on it. It's very cute. They are very cute. They are beautiful ladies. Um, and they have beautiful hair thanks to their beautifully homo father. Wigs um, and plants, the Cameron Shepherd story. Well, oh, that's a great title for your biography. It's going to be a biography <laughs> cause I'm writing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Don't worry. I'll make you look good. I promise. Uh, before we get into the journal, did you watch anything fun this week? Any uh, content recs for the people? Um, I did watch one movie that I've seen kind of 
advertised a few times just on my home screen on my fire stick that i keep skipping and kept meaning to go back to it is called late night it's from 2019 this is not like a hot new recommendation it's with emma thompson and mindy kaling but i think a lot of people probably missed it and i think a lot of people should go back and check it out it was delightful oh good i've been mindy kaling so fucking funny she's so so fucking good and her and emma thompson together are like a really great comedic duo i would really love to see them do more together um I have been looking for a easy watch movie that's like fun with actors I like that is quick, you know, hour and a half and that I don't have to pay like massive attention to. And this was exactly that. It is just it's predictable, but in a really nice, comforting way. It's full of laughs. The cast is amazing. So other than those two, we've got John Lithgow. We've got um, Holly from The Office. I never know her name, but the one Michael marries. Oh, um, I don't know if I've seen her in anything else. That's cool. Uh, John Early from one of our favorite shows, Search Party. It is just... Oh, no shit. Oh, and the guy from um, Veep. What's his name? He's the... He's like the counterpart to the girl from My Girl. <laughs> oh, Dan Egan. I don't know what his real name is. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't give a single human name there. <laughs> anyway, cast is great. It's super fun. Easy watch. Highly recommend. Late Night. It's on... Uh, Amazon Prime. Streaming for free? Streaming. Better be from 2019. <laughs> That's fair enough. You know, it's not streaming for free. <laughs> Every fucking Oscar movie right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of, how's your Oscar quest? And do you have any content recommendations of your own? <sighs> Listen, since we recorded last, I got through exactly one movie. I am, I think, admitting defeat this season. I just can't care. I want <laughs> to care so bad. Um, and I, I think it's the lack of theaters, like it's a lack of excitement to go see these. We've talked about this at length. I had really high expectations and aspirations for myself as far as watching, getting through these movies. And now the Oscars are in what, like a week and I've seen a two. A week? Oh shit. Yeah. I think they're next weekend. I'm, I'm behind too. Okay. It, it has been painful and this last movie that I watched was really no exception. I can't recommend it. I don't think. I love the anti-recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the movie is The Father, starring um, Olivia Coleman and Hannibal Lecter. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to uh, Anthony, yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Um, Anthony Hopkins Lecter. Um, it was good. The performances were excellent. The production design was beautiful. But it, I don't know, there was a lot of things working against this. First of all, I was pissed off because it was $20 to rent this movie. To rent mm, it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I hate it. That pissed me right the fuck off. It's and not then, a movie theater, you know? It makes me so mad. I know. I get they're I like... I know, but they have to make their box office somehow. Right. And if it's a family watching together, then they're losing five movie tickets. But if you're living on your fucking mm-hmm. own, $20 is not worth it. Can we get like a singles pass for these things? <laughs> you can... You will sign a waiver that you are the only person <laughs> watching this. I will do it. I have no problem with that. <laughs> and then to add insult to injury... um, my lovely husband, Peter, really does not care for an art film, if we're being honest. But he also, like, loves award season, like any good gay, and wants to watch, you know, the, as many movies as he can. But this typically happens when we start watching something that's, like, a little bit slower, a little bit more, like, intellectual about the performances. <laughs> we get past the opening credits, and I see his hand, like, slowly reaching for his phone. <laughs> so I spent, like, an hour and a half, like, bitching at him and smacking his phone out of his hand. <laughs> like, oh. pay attention to this movie, which is fun for everyone, let me just tell you. Um, Gotta say. It sounds like a fucking barrel of monkeys. Does it? A barrel of monkeys? Is that what it sounds like? Um, and then no, a barrel of monkeys sounds like a. Oh, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I've never done a monkey noise on here, and I promise to never do one again. Don't make promises you can't keep. Um, and so 
anyway, it was fine. It, the, the movie is good. It's, it's really beautiful, but it's so depressing. It is like a, like a very visual representation of someone's like a, a man's struggle with dementia and like how scary that is. And like slipping into a world where you don't know your people or your places. And it's just kind of bleak. Um, I think that it's a very good movie, but it's just probably not one that I would rush to see again. I don't know. Is that fair to say? That makes sense. Yeah, that's a lot of what Oscars are, which is why when you get the mm-hmm. occasional like Mad Max or The Joker or whatever, those things feel like outliers because those are like also mainstream big box office movies. But then mostly the Oscars are Mank and The Father and that kind of crap, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think about things like, I don't know. Call Me By Your Name or Moonlight. Like those movies were so mm. beautiful and special to us. To us. But like to, to, to people like like your friend that didn't love Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. she knew that objectively it was a good movie, but it wasn't her favorite thing that she didn't like really super hard relate to it. But, totally. you know, as gay men, like we did. So I someone I'm sure really resonates with this movie. People that have gone through like their parents having dementia or grandparents or or dealing with mental illness in their family. Um, I bet that is really like hard hitting and just so meaningful, but it wasn't that to me. It has value as a good movie. It doesn't mean you got to like it. We've said that before. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if we're lucky. I'll get through three of nine. If I Ooh, muster the courage to not start great. one more this week, you're probably doing it's not better. great. It's worse than usual. I bet you're doing better than you think. Cause I know you've seen onward and soul and those are both up for things. Um, Oh, that's true. And uh, also at least uh, like a couple of them or one, if not two are on Netflix. So I could like watch Mank, for example, and not have to pay 20 bucks just to like get through it. You but you would, didn't love that one. <laughs> I, I, I did like Mank. I thought it was pretty good. But based on your description of the father, watching Mank sounds like uh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on Peter, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it alone, honestly. <laughs> Speaking of shame on you. Oh, my journal. Yeah, journal. let's full of shame. Yeah, let's yeah, get there. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to your own journal. Tell us where we were. Thank you so much. I am getting off of that last guest cruise ship singer situation in Alaska where I got high as a kite on some Lego gummies and was like catatonic in front of some hot gay guys. What else happened? Um, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. I'm still retaining my job at Rock Center, but just barely. <laughs> <laughs> Your sometimes job. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. And you were making fat cash, fat stacks, as they say. Mm-hmm. It is June 28th, 2016. And you wrote, long journey home, brief stop for a nap and repack at my NYC place on Kick's bed, bus to Albany. Oh, heading home guess so okay uh my nyc place as opposed to what you fucking <laughs> idiot yeah <laughs> on the 29th you had a dentist appointment teeth are great thought for sure i'd have a cavity mm. huh <laughs> read fast forward a year <laughs> just fucking full dentures <laughs> he's gonna pull a weebo oh <laughs> fergus's namesake passed away who tia cone <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, Tia Cohn. Uh, um, you, you obviously weren't that torn up about it. You wrote more about your dentist appointment than you just wrote Tia Cohn passed. Oh, that's and not nice. Right I don't, <laughs> well, it, you know, it was my great aunt who I don't have much connection with. We Sure. She did not speak a lick of English, and the Spanish I knew was just simply not cutting the mustard, as they say. <laughs> they do um, say that. It's like one of two times I've seen... Maybe three times I've seen Weibo cry. Weibo was pretty torn up. Yeah. Um, it was her first her first sibling to go. Oh, that's very sad. It was very sad. So I was sad for Weibo. 
mm-hmm. more so than Tia Kohn. And, mm-hmm. you know, no no offense to Tia Kohn. It just, you know, you don't have the same connection to everyone, you know? Yeah, I think Tia Kohn's more likely to be offended by the fact that you liken her to my maniac dog. <laughs> my mother, once again, I will clarify, it's not me. My mom, Tia Kohn's niece, likens uh-huh. her. <laughs> okay. Him to her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Fergus's namesake? What Fergus did I know? <laughs> um, all right. So continuing June 29th, uh, after Tia Cone passed, left Michaela's place early to bring mom home. We got Chipotle and watched Hello, My Name is Doris. Again? Again. Oh, I really loved it. I was like, you better watch <laughs> you this really right did. now with me. Um, oh, and then, hey, talk to Cam. It's me. What do we talk about? It doesn't say. Foreskin? Probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> I... It said Michaela's place. I realize I'm there to see her show, I think. Oh, yeah. She's doing Chicago in Albany. Oh, she was doing a show up near your hometown? Yeah, she was doing a show at the theater where I did Hands on a Hard Body several seasons ago. Oh, very good. Who was she? Uh, Pop. Oh, in, the, in Cell Block Tango? Yeah. Pop it! So I said to him, I said, you pop that gun. Oh, God. What a fun show. All right. June 30th. Mm-hmm. Doctor's appointment in morning. Always scared about HIV test. Also testing arthritis and Lyme for my joints. Ah, well, five years it's been going on. Why do I have this fear of HIV when I have almost no sex, but I'm like, I eh, wonder what's up with my massively swollen wrist and fingers. Oh, well, we'll figure it out later. Why don't I care about the things that are happening versus this hypothetical that's pretty unlikely for me? That is super fair. Um, and I don't I don't know the answer to that. Easier to fear the unknown? Unless you're not writing into the journal, there's like zero chance of having contracted HIV. Um, on the first of July, you rented a car and drove to Ithaca. Hey, alma mater. <gasps> went <laughs> went to campus and reminisced <laughs> and bought a new sweatshirt. Started the weekend with lovely people. Oh. Uh, so fun. This is the Lake House weekend. This is the 4th of July weekend. Oh, you're right. The, it is. I think I've said it before, but a quick recap. Every summer we go to um, our friend's parents' lake house. It was a graduation gift to the group by these very generous parents. And we do it every year, except for um, last year, because you know, pandemic. And this year's still up in the air because still pandemic and also just logistic scheduling and lots of pregnant people, too. Oh, well, that would make all the slip and sliding a lot harder and the beer drinking, uh, because on July 2nd, you said full day on Cayuga of beer, cornhole and slip and slide. What really concerns me is the slip and slide, because it's like, I'm pretty sure we just kind of threw a tarp down, got it wet, put some soap <laughs> on it and then hurled our like nearly 30 year old bodies across this like rugged terrain with rocks and shit i don't uh-huh. know how old joint you over here made it out alive but there's definitely pictures of me doing it oh my god what is worse than hitting a rock on the slip and slide it's really really painful uh, yeah very few things oh my gosh okay sorry i'm all up in this journal right now because you said stars were so beautiful at night bought sam and i flights to des moines for cam that would be for my wedding. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. We're just two months away from me getting hitched. Oh, shit. Uh, on July 3rd, tubing on Lake in the morning, then drove Laura's car back to Clifton Park. Um, you took a quick nap at your parents' house, then Michaela and her friends picked me up, shopped for boat snacks, then played asshole with Chicago cast, drove Pablo to Albany. What is going on? Huh. Um, so you're, like, well, at the lake house, then you're at your parents' house, then you're then Michaela's there. Okay, so it's all it's it's easy. The lake house is over now. It was just a quick weekend. My parents' house is twenty minutes away from where Michaela is staying at this theater, um, so that's a quick commute as well. Played asshole with her cast just means there's a lot of cute boys, and we all just were fingering each other for the afternoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't make it all the way to July Fourth. You had two nights at the lake, but you didn't you didn't stay for the main event. 
I don't know. It's not always literally July 4th, depending on the timing and people's schedules. But like, I'm sure oh. we did our own fireworks and stuff. Okay. Um, and who's Pablo? Couldn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> Love it when a stranger makes it into the journal. So on July 4th, you're at Saratoga Lake with some family friends. So these were the boat snacks that you got yesterday. Yes. Yeah, so this okay. is with... Kick is going to join us, I believe. It's me, Michaela, and Kick. This is the only time it was the three of us with my mom and dad and uh, these family friends. This, the two families were on a boat together, like a little easy pontoon in a lake. I love a boat day. The only memory that Kick and Michaela have with my dad. Oh. Very few people like know him like that. You're mm-hmm. one of them. You, you had a beer with him. I did have a beer with him once upon a time. I couldn't pick him out of the lineup, but I did have a beer with him. That was over a decade ago now. Back to the journal. You said it was a very fun day, but Kick lost his engagement ring in the water yeah i don't know if he ever found it It, he it was like shallow water where this punt like you could stand up pretty much where the boat was floating Uh um and we were having just like the loveliest day and i just a sad kick is the saddest thing it wasn't like he wasn't you know angry or anything it was just like very very sad and yeah we all spent a lot of time diving down for it um i don't i don't think we found it oh that's too bad i don't think it was even like terribly it wasn't like a diamond ring or anything. It was just like important sure. to him. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, when I lost my engagement ring, the night of my wedding, I took my what? engagement ring off and put on my wedding ring and I left my engagement ring in the hotel room when we checked out the next day. Oh, no. And you never saw it again? Oh, no. I called the hotel and asked uh, if it had ever been turned in or anything. And nope, never got it back. So Peter still has his somewhere in a box. But I, I lost oh. mine that night, which was like, OK, because I wasn't going to continue to wear it. Um, but it was pretty sad. I was like, I was bummed that I lost it. But it was it was all right. That is sad. And also, you're at least my third couple that I know who has lost an engagement ring. Peter lost his wedding ring once uh, when we were up in Mammoth Lake skiing, and he took off his glove, and his hands were really cold, and his ring just went into a parking lot somewhere. Oh, Never found it. Had to buy a new one. Um, okay, you know what? No more wedding rings. Let's just get tattoos with names. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, married. that's good. Then make it, make that. it more permanent. Um, <laughs> uh, my ex got married um, a few years after we broke up, and he and his a husband at the time got the date of their wedding tattooed on their wrists. Um, and then they got divorced like a year later. So I don't know what he does with that tattoo now, but I think it hides under a watch. Oh, not ideal. This is, I don't, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a tattoo person. This is one of the reasons your tattoos work just fine because they're geometrical shapes and nature and things that are going to be beautiful always. And that are like never going to change, you know, not, a date or a name. Oh, yeah. Um, well, except for the words across my back, but that's going to get covered up. I think that's my next tattoo is to find a badass local artist that can do some sort of cover up for my first 18 year old tattoo on my back that I oftentimes forget is there. And then I get a picture from behind. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Death's got to okay, go. Well, just be it's not it's not a Ben Affleck back. So at least you got oh, no, that it's going not for big. You. It just ain't cute. And also it's like still true. It just maybe isn't your favorite tattoo. You still like value the words, right? I mean, sure. No. I um, can you tell the people what it is or do you care <sighs> no i don't care at all um it is the older it is the more i think it's just a little bit ridiculous so uh i got this tattoo on my back when i was i, I guess i was 19 i had just come out my parents had just kicked me out and i was a music student and i like wanted to like live my life and i had these big aspirations to like sing and perform and travel um and i was gonna do it no matter what my parents said so i got the words all of which you did all of which i did that's fair um, I got the words, the Italian words for strength and music. Um, they're superimposed over each other. And those words are musica and forza. And I like had this idea of like, it was going to be strength through music. And I had like, I was 
not quite a graphic designer yet, so I didn't really know how to make that work uh, <laughs> visually. And so I talked to this artist, like literally just someone who was in Indianapolis who like a friend had been to him and he was a nice guy who wasn't particularly talented. I don't think. Um, and he drew up something that and his name is <laughs> <laughs> couldn't pick him out of a lineup. No idea. Um, uh, it was Pablo. I drove him yeah. back to New York. <laughs> um, so he, he drew this thing up and I was like, yeah, that great. Even though it wasn't exactly what I wanted. And it's uh, on my back kind of across my shoulders. It's maybe like six inches wide. It's not huge. Um, but the worst part of it, is that um, he was like, great, just like pick out a font or a typeface like online, something that you you like that you know I can use for this um, for this drawing, and so I picked out a font from a font website called Defont. Um, I don't know if that still exists or not, but it's a bunch of like shitty like not very good fonts and uh they're all heavily stylized <laughs> and the one i picked out was called evanescent because it was based on the album oh. artwork from the first evanescence oh. album <laughs> oh my god and yikes as uh, you know years later i became a graphic designer and started really like getting super nerdy about type and that was that was a, a shame that i uh i bore um for for quite a while before i found it funny even a little bit oh my goodness i did not know the full mm-hmm. backstory thank you for filling me in and we're gonna have to pause just one second before we get back into the journal so i can play some evanescence right here <laughs> Can I tell you, I was uh, watching a porn the other day and it was like a, like an amateur one. And this guy, like that was the music they had on that this guy was playing in his apartment was like the Evanescence album. I clicked through and it was like, I was like, I got to get past this song because the guys I think were kind of cute. And like the next song was also Evanescence. It's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, Yikes. Lord. Whatever happened to that band? Don't care. So, uh, yeah, the, the next bit of ink, I was just talking to Peter about this the other day. He was like, what's your next tattoo? And I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything, but, uh, that's the one. I don't actually even have a vision for what that's going to be. I'm just gonna, just gonna cover up the old one. Um, I could send you a picture of my headshot. You can get that on there. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Like life size. Mm-hmm. Maybe just the teeth, just the smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> just a mouth on someone's back. Um, Anyway, going back to July 4th, Kick lost his engagement ring. You had burgers at your cousin Kirsten's house. Um, Kirsten asked if I was dating anyone, and I was vague. Ooh, this is before you came out to her. <laughs> oh, can I tell you, by the way? You you can. Weebo last night called me for a quick catch-up, and she was like, do you have a boyfriend yet? And I was like, no, I don't. She's like, oh, my God. I was like, Weebo, I don't, I don't know... <laughs> What to tell you? She's like, well, I'm not getting any younger. I'm like, me either, Weebo. Um, <laughs> I love that it's about her. I love it I know. so much. She's very invested. And she's like, please tell me first. I was like, I will tell you before I tell my boyfriend that we are officially together. <laughs> um, final line of this day, July 4th. Mom and dad were rude slash grumpy when dropping Mick and Kick off. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. It's more, it's more dad was rude. I feel like he was having like a... I don't want to say an episode, but he certainly had some mood swing situations. Um, I don't know exactly what was happening. It was like a really fun day. We honestly had a great time, which is a rare enough occasion for the whole fam to get together with my friends and just have like a perfectly lovely day. Yeah. Um, Other than that engagement ring. Sorry, kick. But my dad was like, when we were parking or something, he, 
he started, he had like a mood swing. And he, when he had a mood swing, he was honestly unbearable. And we just had to get Michaela to her apartment. He was like, well, God, we can't even like, if we pull in here, we're never going to get out of this or we're taking the wrong turn. And Michaela was like, oh, you could just let me out wherever. It's no big, like we were getting awkward in the back. So I was like, what is wrong with him right now? Like very aggressive. And generally they were good at, you know, putting on a face for the friends and dealing with a fight later, but he was really mm-hmm. not even trying. Also putting on the Ritz. And putting on the Ritz. They left their top hats at home, though. <laughs> All right, July 5th. Um, oh, you went to Tia Cohn's Wake in Long Island. Drove with Mom, Dad, and Weibo. Weibo was sad. Oh, July 5th. Sad day, yes, mostly for Weibo, but I also just want to tell you that July 5th was Bina's birthday. Bina, your dad, your dead dog? Yes, my dead dog. You always gotta call call her my dead. We know she's dead, Cam. Why is Tia Cohn always associated with dogs? She's not. It wasn't on purpose. We weren't like, when's Bina's birthday? Let's get Tia Cohn's wake then. Um, it just happens to be, and it's not all dogs. It's just your dog, and that's my mom's fault that we've been over many times. Um, do you? Do you not know your dog's birthdays? Is it not special to you? No, I do know my dog's birthdays. Uh, we know Fergus's to the day and uh, Eleanor. I mean, she was a rescue. So we just know that she was born like somewhere around June. So she's a June baby. She's probably a Gemini like me. That's how we get along. Um, <laughs> she's a total fucking Gemini. There's two dogs in there. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't actually know Bina's birthday. It's She's also a rescue. It was sometime around the beginning of July. And our neighbor's birthday, who took care of Bina once, was July 5th. So we were like, okay, Bina's birthday is July 5th. Is this the neighbor whose pool you once pooped in? <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a non, uh, like a hard left turn for anyone listening. It's not in the journal. <laughs> hey, I, I know one thing about your neighbors growing up, and it was that you dropped a heavy deuce in a pool. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I guess I have to tell this so we can get it clarified and drop a heavy deuce. You act like I snuck over in the night, took a shit, wiped my ass and left. Um, Okay. So no, Bina's birthday is based on a different neighbor, but my next door neighbor growing up, they were like tough, tough neighbors. Like the, one of them was a, like the neighborhood, um, watch like the unofficial neighborhood watch kind of person you know like in like bewitched that character who's always looking out the window oh like mrs kravitz is that her name i don't know sure i think Um, it was gladys kravitz if i remember that correctly sure anyway just like a real busybody and like i remember if we'd kick a ball into her yard or something like there were lots of neighborhood kids and we'd always play in our backyard like she would keep the ball and not let us get it just like a kind of monster anyway none of this excuse is taking a dump in the pool i just want to give you an idea of who they are (laughs) they sucked so i shot in their pool (laughs) no 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 so the daughter and i were like kind of friends and i'm like seven i'm very young um i'm swimming in their above ground pool with her we're just kind of bouncing around and i what i thought was like just a airy fart um and then i felt something and i was like huh that was more than a fart but it was like a (laughs) it's been a while since poop welcome back to the poop cast it was a like a small solid turd (laughs) and when i like went to check um you know and like pulled the back of my bathing suit out a little bit it just floated on up to the top (laughs) and uh my the neighborhood friend was like oh my god (laughs) and i'm pretty sure our neighbor cindy uh i won't tell you her last name because we don't do that here but her first name sure was cindy um she had to skim out my shit and uh i honestly remember not 
being terribly like embarrassed or anything about i feel like it, it didn't go anywhere unless she probably told my mom but i don't remember my mom didn't say anything to me about it i mean it was a small turd it was a turd so there's that but it wasn't that big <laughs> The horror of Have being... you not shit in a pool? <laughs> the horror of being the person that's swimming with you <laughs> really just cracks me up. Also, she skimmed it out and did what with it? And she tossed it over the fence like we do with the frogs. <laughs> what was on the other side of that fence? It was a we had a huge like uh public field and in between uh, some sets of houses um (laughs) she just lobbed a turd over the fence yeah i had no intention of that ever coming to the surface thank you cam (laughs) coming to the surface bubbling to the surface like a tiny turd this goes well with the bidet intro um oh my god mike it really really just tickles me so much that you that you laid a turd in a pool oh god the idea of like seven-year-old you just like pulling out your waistband and be like did i just poop as a and a turd just like shoots past you to the surface <laughs> it didn't like geyser up it was a gentle float <laughs> uh. oh god i know children are not good problem solvers you know if that was an adult i mean i have talked to multiple times about shitting my pants on this podcast but that's always like a like a, a wet fart it's never like an actual mm. turd <laughs> it's just the thought i really of discourage is... the use of the term wet fart but i understand that <laughs> it sometimes needs to be said <laughs> oh i'm just so tickled by that story just and the icing on the cake is that you were not particularly scarred by the scenario no i honestly didn't the only reason you know this is because it came up in a group chat with us uh, like last week maybe i totally forgot about it something happened i was like oh yeah i think i shit in a neighbor's pool once (laughs) and you all were like huh (laughs) oh need more information um anyway yeah that happened and i just i suppose we tell all here so there you are we do uh i mean you've told much more embarrassing things than pooping in a pool as a child yeah, I feel like under 10, like whatever. It feels like a, a plot point in Big Mouth. <laughs> it really does. All those kids are not under 10, so it'd be much more scarring. Much Can you imagine more, doing yeah. that at like a um, like a junior high pool party? That would not be great. <laughs> okay. Um, listen, we are not making as much progress as we normally do, but we're almost out of time. So I'm going to get through the first week of July, um, and then okay. we will call it quits. So we are on July 6th. You went to see Chicago, um, Michaela's show, and got very drunk. Mick and Ensemble were great. Proceeded to get very high after. Oh, my goodness. Stayed with Mick and Albany. Goodness gracious. July 7th, saw Chicago again after going to TJ's to get flowers and visiting Weibo. She alluded... My God, there's a real theme in this episode. She alluded to me being gay with Ricky Martin comparison. (laughs) Oh yeah, I was just telling this to someone else. I think I think I've said it on here before, but to to recap, her way of telling me that it was okay to be gay was by saying that Ricky Martin was also gay, and that no need to worry, I could still give her grandchildren if that was my biggest concern about being a homosexual. <laughs> She's like, Ricky, Ricky Martin has kids. Um, That's very, uh, I don't know, Spanish speaking grandma of her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it honestly, it's very sweet that. The, uh, and I wonder if that must be the only gay person, like celebrity she knows. <laughs> uh, probably. Um, but yeah, very uh, a kind gesture. I, I do. It worries me that she's considering grandchildren from me, although I don't think she is anymore. She's got grandkids or sorry, she's got great grandkids, I should say, on our cousin side of the family, like three of them. So oh, I think great. that novelty is worn off. Yeah. 
I feel strongly that you should not be held responsible for giving anyone grandchildren or great grandchildren. If you, that's not. Oh, I mean, I don't give a fuck if I am. I can't even. I mean, my plants are barely surviving. Diddy's gonna be lucky if she makes it another three days. Sorry, nicest friend Sam. <laughs> great. Well, I'm really glad I just agreed to have you come watch our dogs while we're out of town. So. All right, and that's going to be it for the journal for this week. Mike, did we hear from any of our delightful, delicious, delovely listeners? Delightful, delicious, delovely. Are you talking about me? Fuck off. Okay, cool. Yeah, we did hear from some listeners. I got one here from, honestly, blast from the past. Fun surprise. Someone I was friends with in high school um, messaged. Well, I'll just read her email. She said, hey, guys, I came late to the podcast trend. I started listening to support my old friend, Mike. Thank you. That's very kind. See the adorable attached photos I found in my high school theater scrapbook. Adorable oh. to some. Yikesola to me. Um, <laughs> Yikesola, he says. Anyway, and now I'm binging through it, trying to catch up to the present day. You two are amazing. This has become one of my favorite parts of my day. Feels like sitting at brunch with my BFs, spilling the tea, and talking about life. You guys bring such a great combination of fun, laughs, and seriously important conversations. Listening to episode 41, you guys are talking about your liquor rankings. Reminded me of a gift that Mike gave me for my 18th birthday, two 1800 tequila shot glasses. Well, she's older than me, so who was letting this like 16-year-old buy these tequila glasses unless I just like straight up stole them? Um, anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Tons of love, Jessica. That is really fun. Thanks for That's saying so hi, Jessica. Fun. I love that you're listening. And this is not someone that you've like kept up with well over the years? No, not at all, unfortunately. I haven't really spoken to her since high school, so that was very fun. That's cool. Love that. And then also, I just wanted to shout out Scott Flashheart on instagram has a podcast called probably true stories of queer life and even queerer sex and i was a guest on an episode the episode came out a week or two ago it is called drama with mike wessels uh we talked about i talked about my very stretched process of coming out and the million times that i didn't (laughs) oh that's not what i thought you were gonna say (laughs) the very stretched process of seeing my gaping maw in a mirror you're just gonna say my very stretched butthole um great well i will i will be jetting over there to listen to that i haven't listened to the episode yet and i want to so thank you for that recommendation yes it's a fun podcast anyway so give him a listen probably true all right well that about does it for this week mikey if people want more of my best friend's journal i'm just gonna tell you where they can find it um they can go to mybestfriendsjournal.com they can follow us on instagram at mbfj podcast that's a great place to drop us a line if you want to get in touch you can also and should also rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts or wherever your podcast for that matter please and thank you absolutely we've also got an email address mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com and i think that's it for this week so until next time mikey always remember i don't know something about a turd in a pool surely (laughs) god It's so good. Can you create your own Butch theme or are you going to steal mine? It's not labeled Cam's Butch theme. It's just labeled Butch's theme. Are you sure? Yeah, no. The only one with your name is Cam's Smart theme. Uh. (laughs)